Hey, howdy, hey! Welcome back to the Avila Theory. We're hacking away on our relationship series, and today we're going to talk about raising kids ages two through six. I'm Nicole Avila, and I'm CJ Avila, <laughs> and we're ready to go. So we've recently, I guess, kind of graduated to having both of our kids in elementary school, and it feels pretty amazing. And we've spent a little bit of time reflecting on the last six years. Both of our kids, um, they're pretty close in age. So when we were in the baby mode of life, we were in baby, and then we switched to toddler. And it was really nice that we kind of had them so close together that we never really had to switch back to a mode once we left it. So the tips we share with you today is what has worked well for us. Yeah, I think uh, as long as you you kind of experiment a little bit and try different things out, uh, find what works for you and your partner and your child, and it might be different child to child, and we'll dig into that a little bit. Um, but once you figure out something that works for you, stick with it. And uh, yeah, remember that it's important, number one, to be on the same page with your partner mm-hmm. about... Uh, you know, how you plan to parent and how you plan to, you know, incentivize and also, um, have maybe like a punishment system. Um, what is that called? The one, two, three magic. Well, there's one, two, three magic, but what is like that generally called? I forget. Um, you're talking about like a, con- yeah, yeah, like a consequences okay. system. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like whatever yeah, your punishment sounds a little harsh. Yeah. Punishment <laughs> is super harsh. I think it's like, uh, there's different, yeah. Just like repercussions for your actions. Exactly. Yeah. So decide together how you're going to handle, uh, a number of different things so that you're on the same page and you're in total agreement. And when you say, go ask your mom, then, right. or go ask your dad or whatever, then there's not like question. Then there's a consistency. The child yeah. knows if they ask mom one thing, they're going to get the same answer when they ask dad. Yep. So to start, we wanted to again talk about the MBTI, which we have mentioned a few times. Um, but there is an amazing book called Nurture by Nature by Paul D. Teeger, I believe, and Barbara Baron Teeger, who I think is his daughter. Hmm. They worked on it together. Um, and it helps you to try to figure out your child's personality, which can be hard to do this young. Um, but we read through it and we kind of personality typed our children and wouldn't you know it, they're complete opposites, mm-hmm. just like their parents are, <laughs> but they're opposites in a way that like they don't share all the same letters as me or all the same letters as CJ. So it has made parenting quite a challenge because we realize that, um, they can't be parented the same way yeah. all the time. Uh, so one of them, our oldest, he loves rules, absolutely like thrives by them. You tell him how to do something and he will do it usually perfectly um, till the end. Do mm-hmm. you agree with that? Yeah. So uh, within this book that Nicole just mentioned, The Nurture by Nature, there are sections for each of the different personality types. And the way you type them is it's not a perfect science, but you kind of just like read through descriptions of how, um, you know, stories and situations of other kids and then match up your kids' behavior and experiences to those. And so, uh, at the end of each section, they should, they just like share some like, uh, greatest hits of ways that you might, uh, parent that type of child. And so for our oldest, he, um, 
there's some there's some things in here, but one of them that you just touched on was that you have to be super clear and explicit in your directions and requests. Say what you mean and mean what you say. And this is very, very literal. So uh, if you say um, so for okay, so for example, a long time for a long time, he would say, How many is a few? Mm-hmm. We would say like, oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna hang yeah. out for a few more minutes, and he's mm-hmm. like, how many is a few? And mm-hmm. he was very frustrated by the fact that few was a vague mm-hmm. sort of like nondiscreet yeah. number, mm-hmm. and so we had to say, okay, a few is a three, yes, a couple is two, and so he would you know kind of like always push us on and get frustrated when we weren't like super explicit. Yes. Um, Another example I would love to give for his personality type is that he needs to know what's going to happen. And if he doesn't know what's going to happen next, it really freaks him out. And we did not understand this when he was two or three. It got to the point where we would be meeting somebody new and he would run away and Mm -hmm. scream. And we were like, Oh no, like what's wrong with him? We've, we've done something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and once we understood this, we realized, Oh, we just had to explain it to him. Like, okay, we're going to go to the bank and there's going to be a lady behind the counter and this is why she's there. And once we did that, I mean, he would go up to them and say hi to them, Mm -hmm. which was the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. Another really fun example is the first time we took him to Disneyland he really did not like it because you mm-hmm. get in these lines and you go into this unexpected mm-hmm. room yeah. and everything freaked him out, even if it was as gentle as it's a small world or yeah, any of the like other fun really kid rides. really young kid rides because he didn't know what to expect. So, so the next time we yeah. went, CJ had the brilliant idea. He YouTube. You tubed every single ride yeah. and let Grayson watch it and... He loved it. Mm -hmm. He knew what to expect and he went on all the rides. So that worked out really well. So it was helpful to us to have done this research to figure out who he is. Yeah. And so, um, to, yeah. So, uh, he is an ISTJ, uh, reading through this, I was actually like surprised to see that there are more that are lining up that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. One is give them access to encyclopedias, books, oh and facts gosh. and records. Yes. And he has been plowing through Nat Geo yes. books and things, uh, and just like quizzing the whole family. Like, dad, yeah. do you know which, uh, planet is the biggest planet and right. things like that? Just kind so of- I guess a, a, another tip of ours would be once you do this, keep going back to it mm-hmm. because as they grow or as you're going through new experiences, you're going to need to remind yourself. Oh yeah, this is how he thinks. Let me shift how I'm talking to him. Yeah. So on the other side of it, we've got an ENFP. Yeah. But I was also going to add one more point to the end of that is that within the book, like throughout the book, the sections are broken up by age. So when you read the descriptions, they have uh, all the way up through 16. So it's like zero to five, five to 10, Mm -hmm. 11 to 16, Mm -hmm. something like that. So you have kind of age, contextual situations that line up with your kid. Um, sorry. Uh, I think, yeah, that's fine for, uh, for Grayson. I think ISTJ is pretty funny how closely he lines up with that. Yeah. So our, um, yeah, our, yeah, our ENFP, our ENFP, which if you've been listening to all of our episodes, you know that CJ and I are both eyes, which means introvert. And Grayson is also an I, which is another introvert. So we think, we're pretty sure we've got this right, that Logan is our only extrovert in the family. And holy moly, yeah. it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The three of us are 
constantly exhausted by his sweet chatter. Yeah, he is, he has tons of energy and wants to just communicate with you yeah. all day long. He um, is our mini reporter. Yeah. Anytime anything happens, mm-hmm. he finds somebody in the house who does not know that yet and goes up to you and is like, did you know that this is happening? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's very sweet. Yeah. It's cute. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about ENFPs really quickly. Yeah. So one is um, listen to their ideas, brainstorm with them, and uh, then help them figure out ways of making the idea real by offering technical know-how or supplies to create some of their fantasies. So it's not tell them what to do. Exactly. Do not ever tell them what to do and don't like make a project that is like for them. Um, just let them sort of take an idea and run with it. Mm-hmm. So one example of this is that, um, yeah, he loves to dress up in oh, like yes. costumes. And mm-hmm. so one day he'll be Superman. Another day he'll be a firefighter. Another day he'll be, um, you know, a, a stripe pop, employee. Yeah, a stripe employee. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he, uh, he'll like dress up as an employee and talk about how uh, – He's going to have meetings with yep. his coworkers. He's got to tuck in his shirt yeah. so he can go to those meetings. Like, this is all him. Yeah. He does it all on his it's, own. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, but the the important thing about or the the important thing that we learned about Logan is that for uh, this ENFP, if we need him to do something, all we have to do is make some sort of imagination, like a you know, like a creative story story or something behind it like mm-hmm. instead of saying pick up your clothes say oh my gosh i didn't know that you were a tractor and your excavator arm mm-hmm. was perfect for picking up clothes and then he just like immediately transforms into a tractor in his mind yep. and then like his Except excavator arm is like totally fine to pick up the clothes so yes. just, that and he's a natural helper yeah so if you say i need help doing this then he will do something with you mm-hmm. but again if you say put your plate in the sink He will not be happy about it. Yeah. Another one here is to allow them to fantasize without accusing them of lying. So I think oftentimes maybe people will fall into this and get in trouble because they're making up stories or something. So for for these ENFPs, it's important to just let them kind of engage their creativity and um, yeah. Yeah. So... Unless you had anything else no. to add about the <laughs> the Nature by Nurture book, we highly recommend it. It's helped us so much. Um, again, it's perfect for this age group, two to six or older, um, because when they're younger, you it's really hard to read their personality. Yeah. You know, if I was hanging out with a ten month old, I'd have a hard time figuring out if they're maybe an introvert or an extrovert. So you have to wait a little bit, unfortunately. But as soon as you can, definitely add that to your library. We also wanted to talk about supplementing. I always say that I am the queen of supplementing our kids. I don't think I could ever be their full-time teacher. Um, It's just not something I've been gifted with, but I am great at helping them. um, You're you're good at giving them the opportunity to learn on their own, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to take them to the library, get as many books as we possibly can. Like I will do that weekly with them. Mm Mm-hmm. Jazz, we said before, is fantastic for actually both of them since the youngest is so imaginative, but um, the oldest is just devouring books right now. And um, so finding those things that you can 
help just increase their knowledge and experiences. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's free. Going to the library is completely free. And if you get the books on the kids' library card, you will not have any late fines. Oh, really? Yeah. Which oh, is pretty cool. big in our family nice. because I have a hard time getting there on time. <laughs> Uh, another free resource that we have been utilizing is YouTube again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I was in first grade, I had this amazing teacher who would play the guitar all the time and she wrote songs, at least I think she wrote them, mm-hmm. um, to the states and capitals and to the presidents. And like to this day, I can rattle off a lot of the presidents mm-hmm. and a lot of the states and capitals. So I wanted to pass that on to my kids. So we found a couple of songs on YouTube and we try to play them. And mm-hmm. so now they'll ask for them. Yeah. And just the other day we were quizzing them. Yeah. How many presidents do you know? The other like good YouTube resources we found, there are some like stay at home. Um, uh, what's it called when you uh, do school at home? Homeschool. Homeschool. Oh my gosh. How can I forget that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there are some really good homeschool teachers who put up their videos on YouTube and there is a really good one about clocks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That I feel like Grayson learned analog clocks from like this one YouTube video we watched a few times. Um, if mm-hmm. you look for it, we'll put it in the show notes, but if you're looking on YouTube, it's like if you search for like kindergarten clocks, it has like a picture of a cookie or something on it. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, that one has been great as well. There's tons of people that are out there who are creating content that you mm-hmm. can use and you can leverage to help supplement your kids. So if you're not an expert in some area, that's fine. Someone is and they have recorded the details of the thing that you, you want to teach your kid and put it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Another one is Sean the Red Engine. <laughs> yeah, we used to watch him a lot. Yeah, and I feel like Grayson learned all the 3D shapes from that. Yeah, he, was he like, definitely did. Yeah, you can t- yeah, I don't know. I feel like we have to give a shout out to Blippi. Oh yeah, Blippi, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Blippi definitely yeah. is taught the kids. Yeah. It was oh, it was so funny. Grayson was probably 5 years old or something and he was like, "Why is it called SpongeBob SquarePants, Dad?" I was like, because his pants are like square. And he's like, no, it should be called SpongeBob Rectangular Prison Pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa. This yeah. kid. Mm, thank you. You too. All right. <laughs> uh, we also like to supplement with workbooks, um, specifically for math. So before Grayson started kindergarten, we um, visited the school and asked what curriculum they were going to be using. And I found the books online. So I bought him the workbook the summer before. So just so he can get started on it and be familiar with the concepts that they were going to be learning. Um, and those are really, they're not too expensive. I think all of the books I've gotten him are under $20. Um, and also flashcards. I think we had a date night once where we went to the bookstore and mm-hmm. bought the kids a bunch of flashcards. Yeah. Uh, but they really like going through them. Like they, they, do. they have fun. One thing that I think is important when you're doing, when you're supplementing or when you're one thing that I guess not not to push it on you, but like one thing that we have found important mm-hmm. through reading the book Grit by Angela Duckworth, um, is and also the the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. These are two books about grit and about mindset that are really really interesting about the psychology of children and how they develop around their identity and the self-talk that they, that they, um, are creating at this like really, really sensitive time in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so something that I have been insanely intentional about, and I think Nicole has done a good job too, is making sure that the kids think that learning is fun. So Mm -hmm. 
we don't have to do a workbook page. We get to do a workbook page. We don't have to learn math. We get to learn math. We don't have to learn coding. We get to learn Mm -hmm. how to write code. And um, so everything is always like uh, framed as a reward, right? Like everything Mm -hmm. is framed as something that's fun, as something that's interesting, as uh, learning and working hard and not knowing something is good because that means that we get to like – to struggle a little bit and struggle is great because that means we're learning. And once we have learned something that's excellent and we can, uh, we can celebrate that, but we can also move on to the harder things and start like layering on new techniques. So when supplementing, I know it sounds like a lot, um, to do all these things and they're all very sort of academic, but the way that we frame them is entertainment and fun. Like, I don't know. I think that's yeah. important to note. I, I think it's been huge um, in my own life. Like as I try to correct what they're saying, like, mm-hmm. oh, mom, this is hard. I don't want to do it. You're like, like, yeah, I mean, that's okay that it's hard, but let's figure it out. This is a, a fun challenge. And as I'm telling them these things, I'm reminded of it as well as I'm trying to create my own website. And I keep <laughs> hitting like roadblock after roadblock. I'm like, it's okay. I'm going to keep doing this. And by the end, I'll be able to say, like, look at what I've accomplished. So not only is it good for the kids, but it's also good to put yourself in that mindset. Um, So that's what we have for supplementing. Mm -hmm. And then kind of switching gears a little bit, we wanted to talk about um, within your parenting style, how important it is to be consistent with rules and schedules. Again, like this... You're going to have to maybe have a little bit of flexibility depending on your child's personality type. But at the end of the day, our kids know what life is going to be like when they wake up in the morning, what school's going to be like, what happens after school, what happens after dinner. Like we just, we do the same thing every single day and mm-hmm. they know what the rules are. And so they know that if they aren't doing something that are within the rules, then they're going to have consequences. Yeah. And I think also... Um, so we have a couple of recommendations in terms of like how to achieve this, how to be consistent. Um, one of them around schedules that I, uh, really like that Nicole does is we have like a calendar, uh, sort of like a dry erase calendar where she has filled in what's going to happen on each day. It's right by the dinner table. So as we're eating breakfast or dinner, we can kind of like glance over and see, okay, tomorrow is a PE day for Logan. So he knows exactly what uniform he needs to wear. And we see that the next day is piano lessons. So they know what to expect right when they get home from school, they have piano lessons, Mm -hmm. the days they have swim lessons, et cetera. Yeah. I think it has been very helpful. It does take some time because Mm -hmm. it's not on the computer. It's all handwritten out, but it's totally worth it. Even for me, like as you're walking out the door, you just glance at it. Did I forget anything? Was today a half day? Do I need to get them early? Um, so that has been really helpful. Something that we started pretty young mm-hmm. um, was we purchased the okay to wake clock. And I think CJ actually is the one who purchased this yeah. out of frustration because yeah. our child was getting up so early in yeah. the morning. Uh, so the okay to wake clock is something that, and you know, there's a lot of different versions. There are. Um, but this is the one that has worked best for us. Uh, it's basically just an alarm clock, except instead of beeping, it turns a color. So ours turns green when it's okay to wake. And I like this because it doesn't necessarily wake up your child if they're still asleep. Yep. Although chances are they're already awake before it turns green. And they know, okay, when it turns green, I am now allowed to leave 
the bedroom. Yep. So ours is set pretty late, mm-hmm. I think, in yep. terms of what time our kids go to bed. But we've told them, like, you don't need to stay asleep until this time. You need to be in your room quietly resting. Yep. And it has made a world of difference mm-hmm. in our life because it's set so late. I can get up early enough in the morning that I get some alone time. Yeah. I My goal on weekdays is to get myself dressed, ready, and breakfast eaten before mm-hmm. the kids come storming out of their room because they're a lot of energy and they... There's a lot of things that need to be done for them. So if I can get myself taken care of before that clock turns green, I find I have a much better day. Yeah. It's it's kind of like um, buying yourself a buffer. What, what was happening before this is they would get up earlier and earlier, and I think it was like 4.30 in the morning or something mm-hmm. absurd, and they would just like go out in the living room and start playing with their toys, or they would come into our room, or they would do whatever, but it was always just... Uh, it was, it was way too early. No one should be getting up that early. Yes. Um, and so we were looking for tons of different solutions and this one worked out really, really well for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, yeah, again, it's a clock. It has a bunch of different modes. You can have it be an alarm, a normal alarm clock, or you can set it so that you say, okay, at this time go from yellow to off mm-hmm. at night. And at this time go from off to green. And then they know, okay. If the clock is green, then I can get up and get out of bed and uh, go get ready for the day. Even to this day, though, my tip is you have to put the clock somewhere they can't reach it. Yeah. Because they like to play with it. They do. And then the next morning, it goes off at 4 a.m. or it doesn't go off at all, which wouldn't be so bad. It's the 4 a.m. one that's not great. Yeah. Um, And it gets really frustrating. So I've actually had to put it way up at the top of their closet. (laughs) When they're younger, though, I don't think... Yeah, I think it's a little different when they're younger and they can't pry the back open and yeah. Yeah, anyway, you may need to put it out of reach is all I'm saying. Um, And then also we want to, something that I think CJ has worked really hard on with our kids is encouraging their independence. Mm -hmm. He wants them to be able to do things on their own. And um, like just now, like reflecting back on all the things my kids can do on their own is I feel like 100% been you. Like mm-hmm. they get themselves up in the morning and they, even though I've set like, these are the things that you need to do. CJ has been the one who's really pushed like, this is how you get dressed. So now they can get themselves dressed. This is how you can pop your breakfast in the toaster and they're mm-hmm. able to do that. Um, so just making them feel more confident and independent has been amazing. Yeah. I th- you're going to, like, as a new parent, I don't know what stage you're at uh, in your parenting life cycle, but as a brand new parent, you have to do everything for your kids, mm-hmm. right? You have to do every single little thing. And as the kids get older and older, you can start relinquishing some of those responsibilities to them. And, um, and I think as a mom, sometimes we forget that. We're yeah. just like, I have to do everything for you because you're a baby. Yeah. But so, I think dads are better at realizing you're old enough now. Yeah. Well, the I think the, the forcing function was I would come home from work, I would be, yeah. be tired, <laughs> and then my responsibilities were like all the nighttime things. So like get them showered, get them mm-hmm. like read them books and put them in bed and like do all these like things at night. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of work. I would just be like exhausted mm-hmm. and then thrown into like my second job basically. And so I, I was very motivated to have them do their own thing at night. Yeah. Yeah. So the nighttime routine, we really optimized that and tightened it up to the point where now we just say, in fact, like we kind of made a game out of it. We say, go take your shower and get ready for bed. 
and then we can we start a, ti- a timer. Race timer. Yeah, we start a, a little uh, stopwatch so that they race themselves every day mm-hmm. to like see if they can get uh, yeah. their whole task done in a certain amount of time. So they have a little bit more time to read or or play or whatever at night. But yeah, but this is just so whenever I'm out of town or CJ's out of town, it's so much easier to be a single parent because they are getting themselves where they need to be. Mm-hmm. It's not like that person is gone and now you're just trying to pick up even more slack. And also it's really helpful for when you, both parents, want to go out of town mm-hmm. or leave them with a babysitter or leave them with grandparents. Like we know that they're pretty easy kids yeah. because they know how to get themselves ready. Yeah. Uh, so we definitely try to encourage independence. Something that we've been starting more recently as they've gotten older um, we'll go to Starbucks fairly frequently. And when we go into the store, we, the kids are, we'll walk there. And so the kids will be really thirsty by the time we get there. And so they'll ask, well, can I have a cup of water? And so we've gotten to the point where they walk up to the counter and mm-hmm. ask the barista, mm-hmm. may I have a tall ice water or something? <laughs> and they're so proud of themselves when they do it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's just teaching them some adult skills. Yeah. We're doing a lot of other stuff. I think we're going to have maybe a whole episode about finances with kids. But, um, yeah, we we have an interesting structure around how we give them money and have them allocate their own money. Um, so I think that would be fun to dig into in another episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had another thought around independence, but I, I'm blanking, so I want you Okay. Well, I was actually wondering if you could wrap us up with all of the things we talked about. Maybe it'll come back. Okay. Yeah. So again, we talked about um, that MBTI book, Nature by Nurture, and supplementing and being consistent with your rules and schedules and encouraging independence. Oh, right. Okay. So let me leave you with one more thought around independence. And so um, someone once told me this like parenting advice, and that was um, your job as a parent is to build the boat and then it's your child's job to sail it. Mm. So you are kind of like teaching them all of these structures and giving them this foundation, but it's ultimately up to them to take that boat and go sail it. And so, um, you want to make sure that you have a sturdy foundation. And so we believe this is built around education, teaching them the fundamentals, teaching them consistency, grit, um, teaching them about, how to how to manage their finances, teaching them about independence, and uh, yeah, I think there's probably other values that we we're working on instilling that are that are blanking me right now. But yeah. the That's the great. big like picture, that. yeah, is that we're building a boat and they're gonna have to sail it. Hopefully, we're not building them a dinghy <laughs> or a kayak yeah. that's gonna flip over in yeah. Lake Tahoe. But, we also want to remind you that you are awesome. Yeah. You are doing a great job being a parent is a lot of work and you are loving on your kids. You are doing amazing. So keep it up. We're here for you. If you need anything, Mm -hmm. we'd love it. If you could visit our website. Oh yeah. Mm Avillatheory.com. We got the, uh, the websites up. We submitted the podcast to Apple. So Mm -hmm. very soon you'll be able to see it in your podcatcher. We would love a five-star review. Right now, we are, uh, it's just fresh. We're just starting out. And so in the early days, it's really, really important to get five-star reviews. So if you are feeling so generous, we would, and I know it's a lot to ask, but um, we would really, really appreciate it if you just dropped into Apple and gave us a five-star. 
All right. Well, we hope you continue having a fantastic day. And we'll see you soon or talk to you soon. Yeah. (laughs) Peace.